Welcome to another episode of Infinity X, where we give a stage and microphone to human excellence in the pursuit of never-ending opportunities and merging ecosystems with world-renowned entrepreneurs and influencers. Now, here's your host, David Harder. From the production studios of Epic Financial Strategies here in Red Bank, New Jersey, we are Infinity X, giving a stage and microphone to human excellence entrepreneurs in the ongoing effort to provide value, ecosystem merger opportunities, and world-class information, world-class leadership, world-class knowledge from entrepreneurs that are doing things in major, major levels. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The replay will be on WeAreInfinityX.com, WeAreInfinityX YouTube, and on the WeAreInfinityX app. Tonight, I am joined by Russell Moon. Russell, how are you doing this evening? I've brought my A game. I'm doing great. Yeah, buddy. Okay. All right. You brought that A game. You ready to rock and roll tonight? Yes. You're going you're gonna to guide me a little bit onto the target, but yes, I'm ready. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Russell Moon. We're going to get into his story of human excellence and all the different value props that he provides. Again, replay, we are infinityx.com. We are infinityx. And Russ, <clears throat> the premise behind uh, infinityx and the evolution of infinityx was about two years ago. No, yeah, about two years ago, my partner, Rob Gill, and I um, launched a uh, podcast, not even a podcast, it was a WebEx. And the, uh, the, the idea around the WebEx was to talk to folks about how we as an organization were able to essentially 19x our sales opportunities by creating a larger stage and a, and a larger microphone for ourselves through merging with other people's ecosystems. And um, and this was during the time of the pandemic. And and what we what we identified when <clears throat> we were going through the webinar itself and 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 speaking on it after the fact was. You know, what we're doing is we're really putting a cap. If we call it 19X, we're really putting a cap on the opportunities that you can create for yourself by having and creating proximity in larger stages and larger microphones. And that's where Infinity X was really born, where we want to give the opportunity to showcase somebody who's doing things in in you know in a very, very unique manner, whether they're marketing themselves over social media whether they are doing high-level things in business, things that people want to pay attention to where if they can have proximity to them in any way, shape, or form, the featured speaker is elevated, but so is so are the good folks that, that join us here each and every single week. And so that was the birth of where it, you know Infinity X really kind of came from. And it is now platformed or, or plateaued to a place where I'm very proud to say we have over 15,000 downloads on Spotify. We're uh, featured in YouTube. We have all different uh, social media verticals where people are really paying attention, paying attention to us. And I was so excited about our conversation a couple of weeks back because your story is incredible. What you're putting out to the universe is incredible. And brother, I just, you know, I, I always say you don't know where you're going until you know where you are and you know where you're from. So where are you from and what has led you up to where you are now, brother? Okay. Thank you, David. I'm, I'm really excited to be here and to be with like-minded people. I felt the vibe. I felt it welling up. I'm like, man, this is a non-censored, unscripted, no-net, positive explosion. Yeah, that's that's right. what it is. Yep. Okay, so I'm from Virginia. 
I grew up in Virginia. My dad was an educator. So we moved many times growing up. So that was the first part of me becoming aware of like diversity. Not everyone does the same thing the same way and appreciating the difference and having to learn new systems because every three years he would get promoted and we'd go to a new school and I'd have to fit into a new tribe. Right. That's and I didn't have a handbook, so I had to figure it out. <laughs> and then I uh, was an athlete and I wound up going to uh, the Citadel Military College. I felt like it would uh, be a good network when I got out and it would protect me against self-destructing Yep. because someone was going to make me do it. I'm like, hey, there's if you can hack this, you know, they've been around since 1842. Their track record's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, at last count, 11 U.S. News and World Report ranked number one in the Southeast. So they're doing okay post my departure. So I didn't ruin it. <laughs> and then I went into the Army as a Signal Corps guy. And I didn't think I was going to make it a career. But I was like, okay. I'm going to get in the airborne because I'm afraid of heights and I want to overcome that. I call that penance by fear. Horrible. Yeah. And I was like, I can study these people who are really under pressure because the people that are running, you know, 15, 16 miles every week for PT, they were so hardcore. I was like, what a laboratory. Mm. I can learn all this stuff in private. And then when I go into corporate America, I've kind of done my rehearsal behind a curtain. Everyone's going to think I'm just like this. They won't have seen the last three years of the brutal training. And I did a stand in pharmaceuticals, sales, sales management. And uh, they brought me to the corporate headquarters. And that's when I got my first mega dose. Our VP said, you people in sales training are not going to take Myers-Briggs, DISC. Every instrument there was, there was like eight or nine. We did them in two days. Everyone oh. thought they were going to get fired. And they're like, he's going to find out I'm really insane and fire me. <laughs> All the standard paranoia. Sure. So when I hear this, I don't get offended because I'm like, yep, that was me. Yep. But I'll say this. Now, downstream a couple decades out of those nine people, three of them have become pharmaceutical CEOs. Hmm. Everyone in there is a player. And I've come to the conclusion that it was this mega dose of mental steroids that they made us take. It just boomed, blossomed everyone. Mm. And then I got into, you know, some other things. And I got into recruiting and internet research. And my mentor had been the facilitator for Myers-Briggs leadership development under GE during Jack Welch's tenure. Hmm. And I'm like, she survived eight years teaching this to their best and brightest. I'm recruiting her as my mentor. Hey, was that um, in, was that in Austin, New York? Was that the GE headquarters in Austin? Cause I, I, Schenectady. I, I, oh, Schenectady. Okay. I was going to say there's a training facility over in Austin. That's where I grew up too. I just was Croton. Crotonville is like their leadership. Yep. that's So she taught there and there was a lot of, you know, you didn't cut the mustard. He's like, okay, you're a nice person. Next. Next. This wasn't <laughs> optional for them. Right. Right. And she had a call and she's like, I'm thinking about doing Myers Briggs and you could have heard a pin drop. And so I put on my best syrupy Southern draw because everyone thinks people from the South that that affects your IQ. And I'm like, 
here, let me just show them how dumb I am. And I'm like, ma'am, this is Russ Moon. Can I make the com comment? She's like, yes, Mr. Moon. And I said, no one's saying anything because they're scared. And that triggered her. And she goes, I'm not paying you to give me the problem. I'm paying you to give me the solution. <laughs> hey, and, and by so, the way, Russ, would you do me a favor for all the good folks out there? Would you just bring them up to speed a little bit? What is Myers-Briggs? Just for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, Myers-Briggs. Okay, that's a good question. So the short version is. It is the the Myers-Briggs. It was two sisters. Isabella Myers and her sister. Okay. And what they did is they started, studied the work of Carl Jung, who okay. was a very famous psychiatrist contemporary of Sigmund Freud. And he wrote this book called The Psychology of Type. The Psychology of Type. Interesting. That's great. And that's like 400 pages. I'm not saying the book is not good. The book is good. It's great. It's true. It's not accessible to Joe Q. Citizen. Mm. unless you're a psychiatrist and you're dealing with all these deep terms. So they decided to come up with a survey that would indicate where a person fell in their preferences to bring the power of his data to a level where a normal person could use it to their benefit. Got it. That's the short version. And it's Myers-Briggs type indicator. Anybody want to put that into the chat? Feel free to. Myers-Briggs type indicator. And that's significant for this reason. There's a lot of disinformation around Myers-Briggs. You see people writing articles for these big magazines and they call it a test. It doesn't test anything. But when you, if you put that label, it's a test. That connotates pass or fail, and I may come up short. I may not, you know, pass the test. It doesn't test anything. So that's misinformation. All it does is it indicates your preference between two, two opposites, kind of like, you know, if I write my name, I prefer to write with my right hand. Right, right. That doesn't mean I can't use my left. It just means... This is my more natural, comfortable. So that's the, and I wound up getting trained by her, person who trained her, Otto Kroger, who was, he's deceased now, but he was in his time and even post his passing, he's like Albert Einstein with the theory of relativity. There was no one before, during, or after who has been more prominent, in fact, when Isabella Marcus, when they were setting up their state, in, a state, instead of giving all their original research to the Smithsonian, they gave it to Otto. Mm. So that tells you they held him up. So when I happened to be in the last class he taught, because when you go to a consulting firm, it could be anybody. Yeah. I caught the last class, and the material I used to facilitate is his personal PowerPoint that he gave me. And you would say, okay, that's, that's cool. But here's why I asked for it. He used that PowerPoint with three presidents of the United States. And I'm like, look, if they're calling him to the White House by name, and this is what he's using, 
I don't need to improve that. I need to just mess it, not mess it up. Right. right. So the deal was, and he looked at me like, are you kidding me? And I said, Otto, look, give me that PowerPoint. I said, here's the deal. You give me the PowerPoint and I will not inject my ego, thus preserving your legacy forever. Just give it to me because I think this is so pure. I don't want to, I don't think I can improve upon it. Mm. And I've been using that solely verbatim for 15 years. And it was so pure. It just piled drive me right through the master practitioner because the fundamentals were so strong. That's my response on Myers-Briggs. That's unbelievable. Folks, we are Infinity X stage and microphone. This is Russell Moon, keynote speaker, fractional CEO coach. Uh, you know, Russ, <clears throat> I love that. And thank you for, for sharing that around Myers-Briggs. And, and folks, by the way, uh, again, replay, we are infinityx.com. We are infinityx YouTube. If you have a question for us at any point during the conversation, put it up into the chat and I'll make sure that I get to it. But so you went through, um, you, you went obviously significant leadership training. Um, you were, uh, you know, a, a profound success in corporate America, but you decided to pivot and make, and, and, and take your career and ultimately your business and uh, your business in different directions. So what was the, uh, what, what was the pivot point for you and what did you break into that led you up to what you're doing up to that? Uh, okay, to cool. Yeah, that's exciting. So for a decade, I worked as an internet researcher and I lived on the web. And I did internet research in support of enterprise-wide recruitment. Well, interesting. Okay. So let's say, you know, when I worked at KPMG, big four accounting firm, somebody would say, you know, I want an international tax manager. And I would go on the internet and come back and say, here's a spreadsheet with 500 international tax managers from your favorite competitor. Here's their email and phone. Let your fingers do the walking. Here it is. Keep calling until you get your person. So at a certain point, I was with Wachovia. They were acquired by Wells Fargo. Yep. Yep. And uh, I watched my boss's boss, my boss. People were getting plucked off. I, last, I lasted about 18 months because out of 130,000 people, there was only one person who did my job. Mm. So that kept me in the game. You know, I could obviously adapt and pivot. Mm -hmm. But yep. at a certain point, you know, I had at the time like seven certifications in internet recruitment and I formed my own company because people were going, hey, you know, I'll, I'll, hire, I'll hire you right now. And so I wound up getting a call one day and it was like, hey, this is so-and-so and I'm leading the recruiting team at SAP, mm -hmm. which is a global business software, one of the top 25 brands. And they're mm -hmm. like, I want you to call these people in 26 different countries, figure out what we need, create it, and roll it out globally. I don't want F-16 that doesn't fly. I want stuff that's hardcore under pressure. It's going to work. And I'm like, you haven't even met me. He's like, I know enough. And he goes, do you want to work part or full-time? I said, well, let's do part-time so you can at least see what you're buying. Mm -hmm. But I wound up training them going to China and Germany. And I, some of these people are, that I trained are still clients 10 years later. Yep. You hooked back up and they're going, hey, I remember you did this. 
let me try it. I'm like, well, this is as good for yourself as the internet stuff was. This is as big of a breakthrough. And so that led me to go out on my own. And as I kept doing that, I had all these people from my HR background that were going, hey, you've been involved in X thousand hires. Would you help me get ready for board reviews, CV writing? And then they would discover, you know, hey, do you still do this Myers-Briggs? I'm like, uh, yes. Uh, would you do that with me? And it started taking off. And then, you know, a couple of years ago, I finally, it had gained so much momentum. I was like, okay, if you're going to, I like doing this. I like helping people. These people love this. But if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go full metal jacket. I'm going to be like airborne rangers, special forces. I'm going to have so many things that somebody will say, I don't know if he's a gold medalist, but he couldn't have passed all these tests and be clueless. It's impossible. I just wanted a fair chance, but it helped me. And then as I was taking the, the master practitioner MBI was 40 credit hours. My MBA was only 36. And I was like, and I was like, and the reason you thought this was a good idea was what? Oh my God. Will I ever finish? You know, it took forever. And then the guy goes, Oh, now that you have that, this EQI is the peanut butter and the jelly. If you have this on people, you're going to have the whole picture and there'll be no guessing. And then a, a CEO says, cryptic text hey are you familiar with nlp Mm -hmm. and i'm going yeah remember tony robbins i had the book back in the 90s i said but i'm not doing sandlot football with you let me go get the credentials you wait and i'm going to come back when i'm fully armored so i got the practitioner then went back for master practitioner that's no joke hypnosis and then i asked the same guy well, what do you, I'm, I said, I'm almost afraid to ask you what you think I should do next. You know what he said? He's a PhD. He goes, you need to write a book about this journey oh my and God. the people in it and what you've learned. And that's how the book came about because he it. told me to do it. And what's the name of the book? It's uh, going to be called A Passage to You. Oh, I love that. I it's love a that. passage. So it's about my awakening during all the classes. And I mean, if I hadn't have done it, I wouldn't have known, but the proctor would say, Hey, this is going to be very strong. You know, any little emoji smile. And I'd be like, ah, I got to do the exercise. Let me do it. And it would like blow my mind. Mm-hmm. And I tell my wife, I'm like, I-, I can't do another module for a week. This guy's blown my brains apart. <laughs> and so I was talking to my clients and they're going, Hey, I will be a guinea pig. I want you to practice your, do your exercises with me at a discount. And I'm like, you're smart. Okay. (laughs) And so that ended last June. That's how I got all these things. It was by request and I tried it. And in looking at their stories, I thought, this is like everyone's walking down their paths together and we're sharing the resources and when we pull over and park our cars just a little bit, our destinations are a little bit different, but the principles that we're using to get there, this is working for everyone. And I said, what if you wrote a book and it was like a guidebook 
you know, because I found in going through these stories and stuff, the clients, it, well, for most people, it's really easy for them to listen to a story about someone else and see everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. they don't, there's, there's no fear that they're going to have to defend their behavior because it's not about them. Not about, yeah, right, right. I'm like, this isn't about you. So turn your, turn your force field down, just learn the lesson. And then when you see the octagonal shape that says stop, remember the story where the person said, I think I'll do my own thing and go through the intersection and they wrecked. This is a signal preparing to pause. Right. They'll be right. like, oh, okay, I, I get the learning, but not the pain. I said, well, look, I'm not into the pain. I'm right. into the anti-pain, which is why you should do this. I love it. Folks, we are Infinity X stage and microphone. This is Russell Moon. Russ, we actually had a question coming to the before I get into what you're up to right now. And the question is, there's a lot of companies who are using Myers-Briggs to help with hiring, help with their hiring decision when they're bringing on people. What's your take on that? I'm not politically correct, okay? So I don't have a filter. I'm going to be polite. I'm going to be polite. Yeah. It's people using the Myers-Briggs for things it's not intended to be used for that gives some people a bad taste in their mouth. And I don't think it's appropriate for the following reason. Yeah, I was about to say, give me an example. Fortunately, I've already covered this, right? Why? It doesn't test anything. It Mm. tests nothing. It doesn't test your ability, aptitude, mental health, maturity. It doesn't test any of that. So then how do you decide Based on what does come out, how do you factor that into a hiring decision? It's it's not appropriate. So that's my answer. I love there that. are other tools that are better. So yeah, that's it. Let's play in that space a little bit, right? So you know, at, for you hiring managers out there, you business owners, one of the things we always talk about is you know hire slow, fire fast. You know, because and I think that that in any business, I think that that's really, really, really critical because you know. As you, if you're owning, if you own your business or if you're, um, you know, a a key man or a key decision maker in a business, you have to find ways to replicate yourself, but you can't replicate yourself just by hiring anybody, right? You have to hire someone. um, You have to do your due diligence upon them. You have to understand how and why they're going to fit and how and why they're going to be an extension of you without you having to, you know, think about what it is that they're doing. You just know that it's going to, it's going to transpire. What are better methodologies, Russ, to your to your point, uh, your point before? What are what are different platforms? What are different models that hiring managers ought to be thinking about using? Okay, EQI. Let's go. And here's why I say that. Okay, there's a reason it's not about what I like or what I do. I'm paid to be an expert in this stuff to assure my client, hey, what I'm giving you is nothing but net. And here's how I can prove it. If you want to take your time for me to prove it, I, I can prove it until you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. So I went to like some uh, webinars and it was talking about all the different tools. Yep. And they basically fall into two categories. One is developmental and one is kind of di- diagnostic. And the EQI was one of two that was both. And here's why. So we hear all the 
the talk and the buzz has been out there around emotional intelligence for several years, but it's just getting more and more intense because people are realizing, hey, I really need to know. And so you can look at how a person decisions and their profile. And some companies, say, for instance, will say, in our culture, we're our top performers have these five subscales on the EQI, they're very high on them. So if we see somebody who's really high on that, that's a plus. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily a negative if they're not high in one of them. It depends on the person. Yeah. If you have somebody who wants to learn, it's, it's very easy to, to pull one of those up. But actually, in the book I use, they have an appendix where they go through all these different professions, financial services, legal, medical, and they'll have like the top five emotional attributes. It's like, here's how the 1% wins. And let's kind of try to model after that. Russ, have those emotional attributes and those key perform the, the, those KPIs in, in the, have they changed post-pandemic? Yes. Like, I'm really interested to know like how, right? Because I can, yeah, please. I can, I can tell you what's vaulted to the top. Let's go. And it's not technically oriented. It's stress management. Okay. okay. Listen to how deep yeah. this goes and how hard hitting this is. Yep. All this stuff for the last two years mm -hmm. with my clients, I have been evangelizing you better be building yourself up. And now the quiet quitting and all this stuff. And I said, let me decode this for you. Mm. If you're an employee, I like fast cars. I don't have one. I drive a Honda CRV, but I appreciate it has fast cars. <laughs> Let's say you have a Porsche 911 and it will be really fast. My friend has one. It'll, you know, 175 is not the max. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If that person, because of their inability to cope with stress, gets into survival mode, all their energy goes to them keeping it together. So while your car may have a potential speed of 175, if all they can bring to work is 35 miles an hour, that's right. what you have. Yep. And what I'm seeing now as a trend, particularly with the younger generations, they've kind of picked up on this. And they're really interested in employers who are going to cultivate them such that they're better for the future, almost as much as the current, how much am I paid today? Yeah. Because they're smart enough to know that skill, they're going to use it the rest of their life. They're, they're much more- Stress management. Yeah, yeah. So they're much more focused, you know, potential hirees are much more focused on what is the, what is the organization going to do to- you know, cultivate, cultivate me, support cultivate, me, cultivate and support me versus where it was 10 years ago, even five years ago, where it, to, to your point, it was how much can I get paid to have as much stress placed on me as possible and essentially fail each and every single day in the eyes of the organization that I'm working for and hope that I still have a paycheck the following day. And, and here's the piece that goes over top of this where I'm like, I'm sitting here, uh, Pleading. I'm pleading when I say this. Then COVID came. 
Okay, then everyone got locked down. We look at the, I will just say, geopolitical military change, and the stress level, if anything, is going up. So what I say in private to the people that are like, okay, dude, what, what's the latest thing? I'm like, look, could you make another two-year lap if it was running uphill right now? That would be a challenge. That would be a challenge. I love Russ. Can I can I use that as an access point? Because I I love what you just shared, ladies and gentlemen. That I, that is that is the golden nugget. If you take away anything from today's session, um, that particular point, I can't it is I it I can't stress it enough. The first two years of this pandemic reshape so many different things in the workplace in terms of commonality, in terms of the areas where organizations were willing to spend. But it was it was spurred, number one, by governmental funding, by all the flooding of the money that came in and all the free flowing capital that became readily accessible to organizations where the slowdown in production and Mark my words, there was a massive slowdown in overall production over that two year period of times in terms of human productivity. I don't I guarantee that to be the case, maybe rightfully so to a degree, because to your point, that stress management, uh, that stress management indicator wasn't necessarily looked upon. But if we had a round two, if we had a round two globally, we're in big, big trouble. We are in big, big trouble. We are not it's prepared. Too, it, it's like I tell my daughter, I said, look, it's too late to train for your 5K the night before. Exactly. You better train like it's going to happen tomorrow, I said, because yeah. mark my words, I said, it's going to get rougher before it gets better. And if you're not prepared, you're really going to melt down and experience unnecessary pain. Yeah. And, you know, Russ, there are people that have been out of the workforce for an extended period of time, right? Mm -hmm. Whether they were feeling their entrepreneurial oats during the, you know, during the pandemic, looking at different opportunities, um, or were maybe, you know, focusing, maybe, they, maybe focusing on <clears throat> opportunities that were available to them and, or, um, you know, something that they were credentialized for prior to pandemic. Are, are you noticing that the you know the, are, are you noticing that the, the the candidate right and and the hiring um you know and 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 the hiring hierarchy right or the you know the 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 the, the method in which co corporations are inviting people to come into the to to the organization has changed and how do people have to, how how can they adapt to this new world that we're operating in in cor uh, on the corporate side. This ties back into the Myers-Briggs and the, the EQI, but uh, another one of the things you need to really, uh, with intent, develop is your adaptability and how fast you can adapt. Because things are evolving so fast, much of the technical data becomes obsolete very quickly. So the employer is saying, okay, do they have the horsepower to learn this? Because their 20 years in the job is not relevant because we're only using the last 18 months because yeah. it's obsolete. Can yeah. they learn our system? Have, do they know how to learn? 
Are they motivated to learn? And can they do that without becoming triggered? Wow. Because they don't want to hire someone who's all the time going, everything is so I just can't. They don't want to hear that. I, I, so, you know, Russ, that's, I, oh, God, that's so good. Ladies and gentlemen, pay attention to what this man is saying. So, Russ, what you're saying is that if you're a hiring manager, you're not looking at the resume, uh, over, not looking as heavily at the resume over the last 25 years. You're looking at activity over the last 18 months. Is that what you're saying? Well, what I'm saying is a decade ago, someone would say, we want someone who's done this job for 10 or 15 years because we want to make sure on day one, without any leadership, they can do the job. But see, now the supply has changed. It's not all these people aren't, you know, out there. A lot of people have been displaced. They're re-careering, remote versus brick and mortar, people changing companies. So there's not as much of this. It's obvious this person is a thoroughbred. Hmm. So what I'm saying is, is the emotional intelligence piece, the knowledge of self, the ability to learn has moved up in terms of how that's viewed to the point, you know, for my, for people that I've worked with by referral that are job searching, I said, look, you need to tell your future employers, I'm working with a coach on this EQI, which your company may or may not be using. And here's what I've learned, because you're demonstrating in the first discussion, I'm flexible, I'm coachable, I'm the person that you're going to want to point to and say, gosh, that was the hiring Mary Smith was the best decision I ever made because she gets it. And those are the people for the ones that use EQI. There's been some times where the person says, this person is top 5% in EQI, their technical ability. I wish they had three more years of experience. I'm like, dude, Watch and see. You can train them. And once they get the technical knowledge, they have this other piece that some people will never have. It's a game changer. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. Folks, we are Infinity X stage and microphone. Human excellence. This is Russell Moon. We we are replayed on WeAreInfinityX.com. We are InfinityX YouTube and on the WeAreInfinityX app. And so, Russ, I mean, this is just massively, massively value added, not only for people who own businesses or in leadership and uh, hiring decision making positions, but also for folks that are trying to credentialize themselves to uh, be hireable. Right. Moving forward. Yes. And let's let's shift. Let's just shift the focus over to you for um, for for a minute. So what are you up to today? Like what you know, who are your you know, who now you don't have to drop names, obviously, but who are your clients? What's your business? What are you up to in the world right now, man? So I, I help people dramatically increase their performance with less, the least amount of effort for the maximum gain with no pain, because I'm a little bit of a sissy. You know, I've got, got all that happening, but that doesn't mean I like, I don't like the pain. I'm like, it's not necessary if you have the right technique. Try this. And they're like, Wow, X we've had on Infinity X, by the way. Okay, yeah, we're gonna have a lot of firsts. So, <laughs> uh, so what I do is, while I was in school, it was like I would work with a CEO for a couple years. Then they'd say, "Hey, I want you to do my direct reports. Hey, I want you to do my whole company," and it was just organically growing. 
Yeah. So I've got people that are in Poland, Germany, people that are winning, you know, Forbes Awards for best this and that. Yep. And I've got a globally ranked nonprofit. I work with a company that does lobbying on Capitol Hill. So all their attorneys are using this, one of them. When I started working with them, you know, more one-to-one and not in a group, they won top 100 lobbyists at the Hill back-to-back. Everyone I've shown this to who can do 45 to 60 minutes of very basic work as three 20-minute sessions, if they will just do follow the instructions, there's like a cavalcade of promotions, company awards, personal awards, and it goes on and on and on. And they tell people, just like there's some people I know from my LinkedIn that are part of their or one of their icons that says the worthy, the worthy, the worthy, the worthy. They don't know who they are, but they like to stay in secret. It's like the type of people you have to ask them, may I take a photo with you? <laughs> Those type people. So one of the reasons people hire me is I don't judge and I keep my mouth shut. Nobody's perfect. I've had my butt kicked so many times it's humiliating, but you have to learn from it and move on. So, I, you know, the client said, write the book. And so I've written my clients with their permission into the story. And the story, they keep winning and it keeps changing and morphing. And I'm like, look, you know, it's synchronicity. You're building the vibe and it's you're drawing to you the right type of people. Don't force it. Just keep going. And I, you know, in August, I had more appointments than I'd had in the last five years. And it's just going up, up, up. Love that. So, yeah. So I'm. I just keep doing all these. This is for, you know, people that do Myers-Briggs. There are things I don't prefer to do. And about eight months ago, I had this epiphany. And I said, you know what? You're getting more growth off all these things you don't like doing. Like, I don't want to design the tulip flower bed. I don't have time for that. And I would cram in 30 minutes and kept doing it. I was, I was. But but then I realized, I'm like, you're tapping into latent skills, which you can bring to the workplace. And here's the kicker. I call it the low-hanging fruit. Some people don't, you know, they get defensive about saying, well, I wasn't 100 on everything. First of all, no one is. But I like finding those little blind areas because it means you weren't aware of it. And if you weren't aware of it, you weren't doing it. So think about somebody who's trying to get in shape. And I'm like, all you have to do every day for 30 days is one push-up because formerly you did nothing. Mm. I can guarantee you that one push-up is going to take about 30 seconds. But at the end of the month, when I say, how many can you do now? They're like, man, I'm doing 25. I feel guilty. I didn't work that hard. I'm like, look, no offense. I'm all about the work ethic. But people pay for results. Yeah, not your effort level. That's what makes the money results. That's exactly about two weeks ago. um, I had the Guinness Book of World Records holder of the most uh, of the most pushups done. Good guess. I didn't see that episode, but good uh, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T. Shane Johnson. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, 
What's incredible about him also is he only has 40% usage of his left arm because of a major, major accident that he had uh, serving in the Marine Corps, you know, but uh, I'll tell you what, you, you know, you, you talk to a guy, you talk to a guy like that and you, then you look at yourself and say, okay, if I can't get results when knowing that here, here's a guy who died three times, right? Literally died three times and was revived three times. It's in his head. In his head. That's exactly right. That's it's exactly in his head. He's not limiting himself and he's willing to explore what is possible. And I, you know, I tell people, I'm like, look, you don't have to become a 10th degree black belt in everything. But if you can improve five, 10 percent in several things, I said, six months from now, you'll say, I don't recognize this person. I'm so different. And you'll have like a string of events that if you looked back a year ago, you're like, none of this was happening a year ago. What changed my behavior? Your behaviors. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you made the decision to make those behaviors adjust. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Folks, we are Infinity X, stage and microphone, human excellence, Russ Moon. Russ, who's an ideal avatar for you? You mentioned August. Congratulations, by the way. That's unbelievable growth. You know, and it's it's exciting when I get the chance to have an entrepreneur on on here that is experiencing that level of vertical growth, you know, the way that uh, the way that you are and uh you know, my company, we've been fortunate enough to experience that by, you know, aligning ourselves with influencers in specific communities. You know, that's a really, really smart. Good, yeah, it's 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 um, it's been a game changer on our side. And what has been what's been the attribute for you? I mean, you know, success leaves clues. Right. So if you look at the clues that were left that led you to having the most appointments you've ever had in your life in August, um, what were some of those attributes and who's looking who's reaching out to you now? Like who's finding you? What are those avatars? Well, I mentioned the worthy. The worthy are coming. The worthy have been sniffing me for two years, and they need to come out of the shadows and realize I'm not going to bite them and take all this energy that you're using to stalk me to actually engage with me. You're going to be very pleasantly surprised. It's a lot of people like that that I see them moving. They're moving towards me. Hey, I'm really intrigued by this. Okay, so... Typically, the person I work with is a one percenter. Hmm. Okay, that's my personal preference. I like working with the people that they have so much horsepower, I don't have to explain things 30 times hmm. because they get it. Yep. And normally they're so, some of them are more refined than others, but some of them are like beating their fists. I want to see results. I want to see results. I'm like, you want to see results? Keep your journal and read it for five days. You'll see it. It's going to be in your own handwriting. So I tend to work with those people. They tend to refer their staffs because I said to one person, they're like ranting and raving and, hey, I got this, you know, raise our company is top X out of 50,000, you know, and I'm like, okay, great. And then I'm like, well, would you, would you like some more of that? Yes. I'm like, okay, give your people the same vitamin you're taking. Because if your entire team gets enhanced, no one will ever touch them. You will destroy your competition. It's like a water gun versus an AK-47. It's not a fair fight. 
Yep. But now let me ask you a question in that space, though. Um, a lot of times, look, you deal with, I'm sure, especially on the high on the uh, on the high level corporate executives and or the CEOs or the business owners, you mm-hmm. deal with a lot of egos, right? One of the challenges <laughs> is that. A lot, of t- a lot of times CEOs are people in leadership that they can't get out of the way of their own ego. And their fear is that their, you know, their staff, you know, I don't care if they're in key positions or if they're uh, in emerging positions, they're uh, that part of, probably part of their fear is that they're going to emerge to the point where, um, you know, they're essentially replaceable. Right. Or they have to <laughs> they have to be number one of the, the, the you know, the, the, the big dog in the room. You know, is that something that you deal with and how do you overcome that? Well, let's go back to the egos because everyone has one. I don't, it doesn't, you know, I'm secure in who I am. So I kind of use humor to diffuse. And I say, you know, I have people that get all upset and they'll start really talking loud and they're getting really intense. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, I'm the matador. Their ego is my red cape. Mm -hmm. So I put the cape where I want them to go and I jiggle it. And they make the decision to charge right where I wanted them to go. So they are in control, but they're still doing what was best for them and what I really wanted them to do. And that's where all the NLP and the other stuff, now I know how to do that. So now I'm like, dun, 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 dun. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so we're right at the place we should have been, but it was your idea. I don't care whose idea it is. I just want them to get the lift. And they typically feel better. You know, we talk about, you know, you'll sell more, you'll lead better. All of that's true. But what I found is I got deeper in with these people in the last five years. They were getting calmer, happier. Their well-being went up and they're like, I think this is from this work we're doing. I'm like, right, you know, you're not fighting yourself. So you've got all this energy to recharge instead of fighting off the next crisis. But I don't want to exclude someone to say, well, I'm not a CEO and a one percenter. I'm not going to work with Russ. The other stream of people are people that are looking to make a big move. Hmm. They're like status quo is not enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to make a significant investment in myself. And that investment tends to make them focus. And when they focus and do the work, they win. So for people that want to make a move, that are ready to say, I'm not perfect, but I'm open to the information. I'm willing to try it and put it to the test. The the success rate is like 95 plus. Woo! We are- I've had two people that didn't make it and they basically looked at the information, <laughs> said it was accurate and didn't want to do anything with it. And when I checked on them one, two years later, They're they were still going in a circle and they still weren't happy. And I'm like, I can't help you. I can't do the workout for you, but I can give you the path out if you'll just take the life ring. It sucks. Mediocrity, lo- mediocrity loves company, but it just for some reason, you know, the uh, there's two types of mindsets, right? There's what is it? The um, it's uh, <clears throat> the scarcity mindset and the abundance mindset. And it's just it's amazing to me uh, having been, um, ha- you know, having been introduced to the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Understanding, you know, what it is to be 
you know, abundant in your mindset towards your practices. I don't care if it's your physical health. I don't care if it's your business, what it is. If you're in an abundant mindset, you think you're a one percenter, even if you're not a one percenter, right, Russ? You know, I mean, like you can be a one percenter mindset by having abundance, but people will people retreat to scarcity so easily and they retreat to bad habits or not bad habits, but the things that they're comfortable doing, which don't accelerate them to levels that, you know, we're all created equal. You could easily, easily, easily achieve the, your defined level of success, whatever that is, if you'll just put in the sweat equity. Why, why is it that people run on that hamster wheel? You know, like, why is it that they retreat? Is it, is it scarcity? Is it fear? Um, like it's, it's a, I think it's a combination of things. I think the short answer is in this field, this is part of, so this is my experience, which I don't confuse with fact, but I'm answering the question. One of the reasons I pursued all this knowledge is I couldn't find the person who had the package to teach it to me. Hmm. There is a scarcity of qualified instructors. So you don't have that many, just like when I, Ooh, I, I encounter people who say, oh, I did Myers-Briggs six years ago. I've, I've done it three times. My letter has changed, blah, 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 blah. I don't attack them. I'll just say this. Once they do it with me, No one has ever said, I didn't learn a lot from that. They're like, I didn't, why didn't I get this the first time? I'm like, look, all personal trainers are not the same. Right. All golfers are not the same. I said, and the, and I learned from the guy who was the king and I didn't change his material. So my start point was at a real high level. Sure. And I fought my ego to say, understand what he gave you more. That's part of it. Part of it is they've tried before. And they failed because they didn't. They violated rule number one, which is know exactly where you are before you start. If you don't know that, you're predisposing yourself to fail. Oh, I love that. You wouldn't think of going on a road trip in your car without setting your GPS. Right. To right. know where you're going. And once you know where you're going, I was telling my daughter, she's 10. She got it. I said, once you know where you're going, you know the general direction to start. And then you can kind of look around and go to get from here to there. What resources do I need? Do I have enough gas to drive three hours? Maybe I should think about that before I run out. So there's a sequence, but it starts with how do I really know where I'm at? And that's where the Myers-Briggs and the EQI, the Myers-Briggs in a one-sentence bullet is a forecast of future behavior. Mm -hmm. Forecast, like the weather. Mm -hmm. The EQI is, this is the weather right now based on your emotions and how you're expressing yourself at the moment you took this instrument. So you have the current and you have the past and you'll see all these lines where they connect and you can go into the person from either direction and it's going to lead to the same place. It just boils down to what are they like, Nora? But more importantly, there's no guessing because mm -hmm. there's nothing more demoralizing than 
you go to a personal trainer, you go to whoever the expert is, you do exactly what they told you and it doesn't work. Right. So I have to make sure when I lay this out, I'm like, we're not guessing. This is where your cut is. You would put the Neosporin on the one inch cut, but you, would, you don't have to bathe in it. You just have to make this little tweak. And by the way, you're not changing who you are. You're just unleashing your organic self. You're unleashing more of your organic, your authentic power. So you're just getting better at being you without sabotaging yourself. So for most people, especially those one percenters, step one is let's identify the situations where you're most likely to do something that's going to require you to pull off the road, stop the road trip, and clean up the mess you created. Because you made a bad choice. I said, now, if all we do is reduce that 80%, how much faster would you get to your destination without becoming any better or working harder? Right. You would just float on up and you go, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> we are Infinity X, a stage and microphone, human excellence. This is Russell Moon, Myers Briggs, EQI, all things golden nuggets, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't, if you haven't had your eyes open about, you know, what it is to make yourself hireable, what it is to be a person in a key position in evaluating individuals to take on and why you shouldn't pay attention to what Russ is up to in terms of his coaching, in terms of his leadership and in terms of what he could bring to you, to your business. You haven't been paying attention tonight. I just got so much. Russ, one of the things that was a big takeaway for me just now and i was just going over in my head even while you were uh, even while you were you, you were speaking just a moment ago was you know you have had a the luxury of uh, of modeling after people who are, have are were doing things at the highest of levels right mm. and yeah that's i'm not i'm not i'm not like a natural like you see some people would come in the weight room for football. They've never worked out. And two months later, they put on 30 pounds of muscle. They're like 4% body fat. I was like the ugly duckling. I looked like, you know, the Pillsbury Doughboy. But here's what I did and what I've done. Success leaves clues. Pay, so pay attention, ladies and gentlemen. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes and it's free. It's free. I've become really good at doing my research and saying, who's the best in the world at this? How do I meet them? Thank you. And if they tell, and here's the thing, and I've, I've done this, my, the guy that mentors me in trophy bass fishing is in the Hall of Fame for freshwater. Mm. The people that taught me weightlifting were two powerlifting world champions. Otto taught me MBI, MBTI, uh, a very famous Russian guy taught me the kettlebell. He's been <laughs> on Joe Rogan. Got it. So you find out who is the best and you humbly contact them and say, look, I'm not here to waste your time because I asked a couple of these people, what's your biggest frustration? And when the third person who was a one percenter said the same thing, I'm like, I'm going to be the anti of that. Here's what they said. 
They said, look, I'm not great at everything, but in this one little silo, I really know what I'm talking about. And if you do certain things, I can tell you with stunning accuracy what's going to happen because I've seen it. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what's frustrating is when I give the person who says, what do I need to do? And I give them the answer on a silver platter and they won't do the program. Mm-hmm. So I had this guy, Andy Bolton, the first man who deadlifted a thousand pounds ever. And I contacted him. He coached me for like three, four months for free because I would do the programs. Mm. And by the way, after a kidney transplant, one week ago, he deadlifted almost 800 pounds. He's come back from cancer, kidney transplant. It's the mind, you know? So I find the people that are good and I say, look, you know, Russ, you know, no offense to myself or my subconscious. If you were this good, you'd be getting their results. You're not. So what do you have to lose by making their program your start point and reserving the right once you've put in your time to then tweak it to to my individual self? And that is a quick way to leapfrog the masses. And I also wanted to chime in on this recruiting thing. These people that are coming in, not only can you tell your employer, but you're using all these skills about yourself and reading the other people to optimize the interview process. Because I can't tell you how many times we would get in like six, seven people and somebody would say, it's John Smith. There's just something about them I like. It wasn't about their technical ability. It was about their persona, their EQ. And I'm like, look, If this is part of the game, if you want to win, then you best cultivate yourself or you're going to remain a silver medalist Mm -hmm. because not everyone's doing this. And what I found out, see that letter right there? Yes. Mm -hmm. What I found out from someone in the know, Mm -hmm. the people who are at that level, it's like you're saying both. He's not going to the local park and running a couple 440s. He's on a very advanced program. So you have to get into the mindset that if I want to make a rapid move and pass a lot of people, I'm going to have to change how I'm training myself so I can get the result that unleashes the horsepower to allow me to do it because what got me here is not really, it's not what's going to take me to the next level. Even for CEOs, well, I'm a millionaire. I've done this. I've done that. Okay. I'm like, okay, great. But please understand if you do this, you're going to be this, your current level of grandeur plus because you're going to approach your true potential. Don't be satisfied. I'm running 150, yes, but you could go 225 if you'll just do these three things. Because mm. for the people that are strong, they gain faster because they have the potential horsepower. But on the other side, when they make a mistake because they're so powerful, mm. they can hurt themselves much more. So, I mean, it's it's not like they're getting a, a whole a gift. I love it. But for the people on the rise, 
No one expects them to be perfect anyway. What the employer is looking for is some kind of glimmer of hope that says, hey, we put so-and-so in the game and they went four for five passes in the fourth quarter. Let's try that again. They see that you have the potential. And because most people aren't doing this, you're setting yourself apart as, hey, this is somebody for whatever reason, I want to look at them again. We look in athletics, we look in different things. The difference between first and second place, you know, in a hundred meter dash can be a hundredth of a second. Mm-hmm. But it's the difference. It, between- it's a little bit makes the difference. So micro distinctions. Ab- yes, right? I call that targeted education. Ooh. You're isolating only what you know, like I use the neosporin. You don't put it on your whole body. You only put it where the cut is. So we're not going to try to turn you into something else. We're just going to stop you from hurting yourself and then say, okay, uh, we know that every you like hitting fastballs. And when you swing on a fastball, that's when you're going to get your base hit. So if the count is full, fully loaded and you see that pitch come out of the pitcher's hand and it's a fastball, don't hesitate because you're going to miss every shot you don't take. That's your fastball. That's when you win. You got to recognize it and just trust it and go. And when people start trying that stuff, they find they start winning. They start getting what they, you know, I told someone that wasn't was talking about being assertive. I said, tell people how you feel and tell them what you want to happen. And then say, how's this resonating on you? And I said, trust me. If you are doing this and you do it 10 times, you're going to get five or six of your deals. They're either going to go, hey, it makes perfect sense because it does, or they don't want to, they don't want to joust with you because they're going to lose because it's obvious you've laid out a good case. I said, but wait and see how much you start getting it. And I said, the momentum is going to be enormous. And then you're going to feel guilty saying, well, I don't feel like I'm working hard enough. It's not working, you know, how about the person that's in a job and they're telling their boss, I work many hours a week, but their quality is not there. And it's like, I'm sorry, I have to let you go. You got to do something else. This is the game changer that will allow people to kind of navigate through the rapids and not only maintain, but improve their position because chaos creates opportunity. There are unsolved problems. And if you're the person who can get a grip on yourself and come in and say, I'm not the expert, but I can control myself. Let me talk to 20 people, synthesize this. Here's the answer. I'll bring the solution. You're always going to have a job because everybody wants the problem solver. You're going to make your boss look so good. And to that point, I tell the people, and it's not because they're insecure, because most of the ones I work with are real strong but I say, look, you have a head start. And if you continue back down this path, unless someone else is willing to do this 40 hours a week, they're never going to catch you. Don't worry about that. Just keep growing. And as they grow, you're going to be ahead of them. And I said, one of two things is going to happen. Another company is going to come and say, this person is a human dynamo. We want them to do that over here. And they're going to crown you. And you're going to get a huge bump or the law of the jungle will kick in and your current employer will say, 
We need to franchise them because they're driving a lot of business and give them their development training because whatever they're doing, I like what's on the other end. There's Man. ways you can work this and everyone wins. I got That's one you. reason I like doing it. There's no loser. It's winner. Oh, oh God. Russ, if I had another hour, this is an hour show. If I, I, right. and guess what? You know something? There's going to be another hour. I got to get you back. I got to get you back, brother. I mean, this has just been, I, 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 I looked, it's eight Oh four. I'm like, Holy, I crap. understand. No, 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 no. I listen just, uh, we, uh, I could go for two and a half hours with you, my brother, your energy, your, your, your message. I mean, you know, I'm just, again, model after people who are the best at what they do, right? Model after people who have been there, done that. I was, you know, like looking at the people that I modeled after and that I continue to model after. And it doesn't just have to be one. It's multiple individuals for, for individual traits. Take the thing you like the best and leave the rest. It's like Bruce Lee. You're and keeping the best of everyone you meet, the techniques that are the best, yeah. and making well, them your own thing. We are Infinity X, uh, stage and microphone. Replay, weareinfinityx.com. We are Infinity X YouTube on We Are Infinity X. This has been Russell Moon. Russell. I what I'd love to do um, and we uh, would talk about this offline when next time I have you on, I'd like to talk about different because you brought something up tonight that I think doesn't get talked about enough, quite honestly, is that it's it, it, one of the bigger challenges is the individuals who are, quote unquote, coaching the other individuals. And if you're getting crap coaching, right. Or if you're getting suboptimal coaching, then, um, you know, makes it hard, makes it, makes it hard, hard for people like me. Cause everyone's like, ah, exactly. I've done this before. No, you haven't done me. You haven't done me. Right. They and don't now, have this background. No question. But also, also there's a price tag for getting somebody like you. Right. And, right. but, but methods in which, People can have exposure to you to to you and proximity to you, um, you know, that are sliding up the economic scale. I mean, all of those things are things that I want to dissect with you privately and and talk about and think and think of. Ways. I've, I've got I've got I've got something in the leprechaun bag for oh, you. I love it. I love it. I'd, I'd like to I'd like to just un, pull, pull it out of the bag in 60 seconds because the whole thing was unscripted. Let's go. This was not canned, folks. Yep. But David, I finally figured it out. I'm like, you trust your judgment, perform or die. And he wants his people to get the raw, uncensored, unfiltered. And I said, that's what I'm going to give him. So here's our role. This is what I'm going to do. I thought about this this week while I was punishing myself in a kettlebell workout. I'm like, don't forget that. It's a good idea. <laughs> so. I am initiating a passage to you groups. And here's how I roll. You, some, my wife's like, how did, she's from Sri Lanka. She's a doctor. <laughs> how, did you find, how did you find this guy? And I'm like, I don't know. He found me. Build it in the, and I said, build it and they will come, right? Have you watched the movie? I've been building for four and a half years. Had to get my building cleaned up. I said, but now they're coming. So I thought about this. I said, how do you want to roll this? You need to give him something that no one else has. I've sent it out this week to two people. 
create something to where people that are on your podcast only, you have to figure out who, who, who can even qualify. I'm not, but you can. But they only get it through you, and they get some type of group to where you can do an online something like this. But once they have their Myers Briggs and HUI, then you can discuss some of the topics in a group to where they're getting it. But because I'm not doing a one-on-one, you know, it's a lot more. It's not free because you know I'm not going to look at my ten-year-old and go. Daddy went to school for five years, but I'm doing it all pro bono, so you can't go to college. That's not going to happen. But I can tell you, I'm an MBA with the foil. I know what the market is in my field. And I'm while my credentials are way, way up in the top 5%, my pricing, while is not at the level of people that I don't believe, I believe I could... I'll just put it this way. I believe I could hold my own with any of them. Mm. So you're getting more for less. And for the people that figure that out, they're like, if there was a time to do it, here it is. I like the, the having a team. Uh, most of what I do is one-on-one, but from my sports background, from being a paratrooper, the Citadel, it was your roommate, having a room person or a couple people, you don't have to air your dirty laundry. It's like, yeah, I'm working on that too. What did you think of this exercise? The team builds a big momentum. And I'm like, I don't know what this would look like with David. I don't know if he'll even think it's a good idea, but I'm going to throw it out there because I think it has potential. I don't think it's a good idea. I think it is a phenomenal idea. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. So you if, if, if for all of my uh, all of my subscribers, uh, all the folks who download my podcast, folks that have been loyal to Infinity X over the next of the past couple of years, you're going to be receiving an email, and in that email, you're going to be getting an opportunity to operate and and participate in a mastermind with myself and with Russ, where you can get proximity to literally top of the top, first line, top level coaching, right, and and top level input um, for uh, you know for. <clears throat> Uh, price that's going to be uh, price to be determined. That's going to be a fraction of what it would what it would re- require to have individual direct coaching from Russell Moon, which is absolutely absolutely phenomenal. Russ, individually, um, before I uh, before I conclude for the evening, individually, where can people? Wh- what is the best vertical social media wise for people to follow and pay attention to what you're up to? <laughs> There are two places, and I know I'm getting there because on one social media platform, which I will not name because they have temporarily suspended me for too many profile views in the last two weeks because I'm putting excerpts from my book. And when I put the excerpt from this, I had 100 hits in under 35 minutes. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, so it's not there. So. Here's my answer, and here's why. Okay. My model as a sole entrepreneur, I don't have time for tire kickers. If you're not ready to go, I cannot diagnose you for free and say, peace be with you, have a great life. I can't. So I'm going to say Facebook for this reason. It requires the person 
to want to find me enough to take three minutes of effort. If you're not willing to do that, I can't help you. I can't push a rope. But you will know it's me because you'll see a big picture of a bass. And in the background, you'll see my NLP Master Practitioner Certificate as my profile. And it'll have all that stuff. My profile's accurate. So if you pop into that, you're saying, hey, I want to be in this group with David. And I'll go, great. I'll tell him. And he's going to make 80% of the rules once you know, and I, I keep my content, but what I will do is for the facilitation of the reports, and we're not talking world domination with a thousand people, we're talking about the pilot group because it's going to be nothing but net. You're on the first small group, prepare to get the gamma rays. If you use it, you're going to be like, wow. I go through the reports one-on-one, but once everyone's up on that same plane and we're like, now what are we going to do with this? That's where the group stuff would come in. And this model has been tested in the United States, all over Europe. So I just didn't call it a passage to you, but I'm like, weave the book material in because as I keep using it, the response, people are going, wow, that's really cool. And my mentor called me, Sai Baba, he called me like a Sherpa. He was giving me a compliment. I was like, okay, he's telling me, quit asking me the questions, develop. I like where you're going, keep going. But I like helping people because I'll close with this. There's been a lot of times in my life, and I think a lot of people can resonate with this. I don't care how good you are, how tough you are. How motivated you are. Everybody's had those times when they were like on their knees, the pressure, you know, I got to close this deal or whatever it is. Everything feels like it's on the line. You're like, I know there's somebody out there that could help me, but they're not here right now. I wish somebody was here to go, okay, see the red sign? That means stop. Okay, that means stop. Because if you go in the intersection, you're going to have an accident. You're going to get hurt. Just just do this and then keep doing what you're doing. And we'll once you get through the intersection, we'll talk again. Once you've moved your piece, a couple more checkerboard, you know, across the board a little bit more, you'll be in a different place. You're going to have different questions. We'll reconvene then. And so as I learned it, I'm like, you know, at a certain point in the time is now, as I'm writing the book, I'm like, the book's not for one percenters. It's for people that want that little map to where they can start managing their own journey and i'm like this is a way to to bring it to where i can help more people because you know i'll be really honest there's a lot of people that want to pay me the money but if they're not going to do the work i say save your money no thanks it's i I work by referral so if they're not going to wildly succeed there's nothing in it for me but a lot of people could succeed for this and i can tell you're you know, I can sense when somebody's got the, you know how to put this together. It has to be so good that you're like, for you, this is great. And I'm not going to do it if it's not good for me. But anybody gets access to that, if they actually use it, they're going to blow up. You heard I mean, it. It doesn't take, my, my mentor got a little bit crusty with me because he's like, 
Well, when I work with these people, it takes about 15 months. And I was like naive. I said, well, my people normally in 90 days. And there was this big pause. And I'm like, oh, dude, you said the wrong thing. You're <laughs> telling him he takes five times as long. I'm just saying I've boiled this down. I keep every time I do it, I boil it down to now when I show people stuff, I'm like, here's your homework. One, two, three. Do that. Let's discuss what happened. And if you do that, at the bare minimum, you're going to fall forward and gain three yards. But you're going to find out it's probably way more than that. And after 30 days, we will, we'll never have the discussion, does this stuff work again? Because you're going to be telling me, hey, I did this and this and this and this all happened. I'm like, right. And when did this start happening? Well, it started about, you know, you think there's, it's all connected. So I, I thank you for the opportunity. Nothing but love. I can yep. tell you have a good group. I did see Rob Gill's name yep. was one of the first ones. I read his name. I'm like, that's that Rob. Yeah. That's that Rob. There's Rob right in the middle. My partner. So baby. figure it out and we can we can talk offline. And I consider this fun. And it's uh, you know, it's it's about people helping people. Together we have everything we need. We need to share it and help each other. Again, that's that's the whole premise behind We Are Infinity X, creating infinite opportunity for people by giving them proximity to people like you, Russ. And I can't thank you enough for what you're offering to the good folks who follow me and uh, follow Rob and and our and our organization and and the culture that we've created. You're a you. It, it's been just a true pleasure. I appreciate that privilege, brother, to 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 spend the last to spend the last hour with you. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is Russell Moon. We are Infinity X. The replay is at weareinfinityx.com. We are Infinity X YouTube and we are on the Infinity X app. Beyond the lookout, you will get an introductory offer to <clears throat> participate in this introductory mastermind when we formulated that, which will be within the next 30 days. And um, Russ, again, honor and privilege, brother. Love what you're up to. See you in my future in a big, big way. And I'm looking forward to co-creating with you. One Ladies. step at a time. But I think we passed this test, right? Damn right we did, brother. Damn right we did. I appreciate Still. you. <laughs> I'm not having, we're not forcing anything, but it feels right. And that's how you know you're over the target. Exactly right. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. You're welcome, brother. This is Russell Moon. We are Infinity X. We will see you next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Infinity X. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube by searching We Are Infinity X. Until next time.